Dave Van here, podcast 202. It's Thursday, June 29th. Unbelievable. We are right around the corner of July 4th, one of my uh, most favorite holidays of the year. We are in the heart of the summer, guys, and we just keep on rolling here at the Dave Van Auken Show, guys. What an unbelievable, crazy week we just had here on this podcast. Guys, our last three guests, Jillian the Savage Robertson, Aspen Ladd and Mike Malott, three absolute button superstars in the mixed martial arts uh, mixed martial arts space. Say that three times fast. Um, so now, what are we going to do here on Podcast 202? What are we going to do to outdo ourselves? Let's have two bare-knuckle FC superstars. Let's have two bare-knuckle FC superstars that have no losses underneath their columns. So let's do it. Let's have two stars on there. We're going to have Ryan Reber on the show. Haven't talked to him on the podcast. Met him out there for Game Bread Boxing in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Super cool guy. Uh, he has a really big fight coming up on July 15th. So he's going to come on the pod. We go for 20 minutes. And then I talk with my guy, Drew uh, Angel Core. Um, I've never talked to him before. Dude, unbelievable. Uh, really, really love talking to him. We talked about his family, his daughters, his, his sons. Talked about who he wants to fight next. Uh, a lot of things going on in Bare Knuckle uh, FC. Talked about boxing. Great conversation. Absolute love talking with Drew. First time talking to him will definitely not be the last. Absolutely love talking with my guy, Drew. Um, a lot of stuff I think we're going to do in the future. But before we get into both podcasts, and I don't want to go long because it is around 40 minutes of great content. I want to get into that content. But of course, let's talk about where I was on Saturday and where I'm going to be on this Saturday. Of course, last Saturday, let's rip the Band-Aid off and let's have a therapy session. I was live in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, supporting friends and I uh, will say family, right? Jillian the Savage Robertson uh, took the L on UFC Jacksonville against Tabitha Ritchie. It happens. Shit happens. I will always support my friend. I've, I, I have people even reach out. Oh, you're still going to do the podcast? Hell yeah, I'm still going to do the podcast. That's family. Jillian's family. We're not, we're not just, uh, you know, podcast, you know, partner, whatever. That's, that, that's friends. That's family. Um, uh, I, I consider Jillian a good friend of mine. I will support her to the end. I literally um, had a great picture of her and her team and uh, commented on it. She wrote me a really nice comment back. Hey, win or lose, I have my uh, my kinship, my friendship, my MMA family to the very end of the line. And that's just what it is, what it is. Uh, congratulations to our guy, SD Dumez. I commentated with him on Island Fights. I've called his fights on Island Fights before. He got his first UFC victory. There's nothing like your first, if you guys know what I mean. Congratulations to S.D. Dumas. Um, it was very cool. To, uh, I was around a lot of S.D. Dumas's people. It was awesome. After the fight, he was in the crowd, getting a lot of love from the people. It was a great Saturday for S.D. Dumas. And uh, it was so good. We are going to have SD Dumez on this Saturday night on the post-fight show. Shout out to Blake. Shout out to John. They're absolutely killing it here on Fight Finance on the post-fight show. Four weeks in a row. Mike Beast Boy Davis, Grant Dawson, Brian Battle, now SD Dumez. These guys are attracting talent. When you have talent doing the post-fight show, talent wants to be with you. Big things are happening right now here at Fight Finance. So shout out to those boys, Blake and Jonathan. So that's Saturday night. Um, uh, before the post-fight show, 
that's another thing. Saturday night, guys, Fight Bananas family. L. Dawson has been doing so much here for Fight Bananas. She's a part of Bed and Bananas every Wednesday night here under this banner. But she's been doing so much. Her husband, Grant Dawson, who's done a numerous of podcasts with me. We've done card breaks together. We've uh, broken bread for lunch and dinner. We've had sushi together multiple times. Come on, guys. If you have sushi together, not once, but twice, like you're like almost blood. So Grant Dawson is in the co-main event this Saturday night. Uh, cannot be. I'm so excited. I'm on pins and needles already. It's Thursday at 9.15 a.m. I cannot even wait. I'm sweating. I'm so goddamn excited. So that's Saturday night. Grant Dawson, Fight Bananas fam, goes to war. Be there. Support our fam. All right? There we go, guys. I got to run. We got so much content coming. Ben and Bananas, a great show. That was last night. Maddie Levine just keeps on putting just phenomenal content. Shout out to Maddie Levine. God, she's killing it. Fight Bananas is killing it. And let's just say this last, but definitely not least, we have a very cool, very fun announcement, something I will be doing next week. I don't even want to tell you guys. I don't even want to give you a spoiler. I don't even want to give you a whisper. I don't even want to give you a hint. It's pretty cool. Guys, it's cool. <laughs> All right, guys, let's, let's go. Two podcasts, two badass bare-knuckle fighters. Let's start with Ryan Reber, and then let's go with our guy, Drew. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll see everyone Saturday night on the Fight Bananas post-fight show. Blake, Jonathan, and S.D. Dumas. All right, Ryan, let's roll. What's up, guys? We're back. The red light is on. I'm Dave Anakin. My guest today, Bare Knuckle FC, undefeated. Uh, took a short notice fight a couple months ago in uh, boxing in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The man has no fear. The Royal Ryan Reber. My man, what's up, brother? How are you? What's going on, man? I'm glad to be on. Yeah, brother. Likewise, man, man. Uh, been wanting to talk to you for a minute. So uh, let's get right into it first. We'll go backwards in a second, but couple weeks away, Bare Knuckle FC 47, uh, huge fight, brother. Huge fight in the bantamweight division. You're undefeated. Travis Thompson's um, – I, I I feel like this word is almost negative, but I don't want to use it in a negative way. A gatekeeper, really great fighter. Oh, you got me? Yeah, I almost lost you. All right, all good, all good. You know, Travis Thompson, really tough guy, gatekeeper, fought everyone in the, uh, you know, in the bantamweight division. Great fight for you. Uh, let, let's just talk about it. How excited when you got his name, you know, take me through, um, you know, big, big uh, opportunity for you. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, they, they, they threw it at me and uh, you know, we had a couple, couple of different options, not many. Okay. Um, and you know, out of, out of everybody in the division, man, right now that fight makes the most sense. I mean, we both seem like we wanted it. Um, you know, it, it was kind of weird, man, because, he stayed with me during training camp last fight when we were both on the same card. You know, he reached out to me and I opened my home to him and my gym. And, you know, he kind of did his own thing down in St. Pete um, while, while I trained a little bit more north from him. And, um, you know, when he left, he called me up right away and he was like, hey, man, you know, we might be able to get a get a fight in the works. And, you know, at first he was he was kind of like made it a point to where we were friends. We wouldn't be fighting to now if the money's right and the situation's right we might be fighting and i mean at the end of the day man 
right. look, I'm in, I'm in this thing for, for me, you know what I'm saying? I'm in this thing for me, man. And in mine. So, you know, whoever they put in front of me and whoever makes sense, that that's what we got to do, man. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I really am. Yeah, it's a great fight. It really is a great fight. I'm kind of intrigued. Uh, if you if you want to say, if you don't want to say, I totally get it. Who else were you kind of maybe offered or talked about? Oh, maybe lost you again. Yeah, your, your phone's blowing up. Everyone wants, everyone's I'm, trying I'm to get busy. to you. I'm busy this morning. Let me take my... Uh, there we okay. go. Let me, let me do that. All right, we're good to go now. You're good to go? Yep. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued about uh, were you offered a couple of different names or can you can you elaborate on that? Who were, were you maybe offered or or um, yeah? So so Alvarez, me and Alvarez kind of chopped it up, and that was going to be going too. And I said, look, I told Alvarez, I said, look, bro, at the end of the day, I'm sure we're going to meet up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I yeah. said, but as of right now, that fight don't make sense to me. You know, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make it make sense. I said for you. That would be a title fight, I feel like. You know what I mean? If he can, if he gets somebody, let's say, like, you know, Jared Grant, the number one guy, you know what I mean? They fight it out, and then I get the winner of them, you know, after Travis. And, you know, it's not to say that I'm overlooking Travis by any means. I'm not. I know I know what I'm in for with Travis, but I also know how hard I'm training for this, and it makes a big difference, a big difference, bro. That's funny you said it's – so you're saying, do you think you definitely need one more after Travis? Or do you think, you know, no, how the- I think, I, well, because in this bare knuckle game, man, you, you can't train for it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's go time when you get out there. So all your muscle memory, all the stuff you're working on, that's when it shows up underneath those lights. So, you know, I don't know. I think after Travis, it's go time. It, it's time to get paid and it's time to, you know, it, it's time to, you know, fight. The, the the number one guy the number one guy i should be the number two guy we should get it on and it should be for the belt you know whether reggie stays or he goes i mean reggie was in you know commenting on one of my uh videos a couple of days ago and he was like oh you look good bro but you still need to move there's levels to this shit well we'll figure out what kind of level there is to this shit when i'm you know on the other side of that ring with you and right. you got a game plan until I punch you in the fucking face and you're bleeding and you got to switch your game plan up. Because right. the one thing about me in this is I'm accurate, I'm fast, and I possess a lot of power for a little guy. So I took all those things and I fine-tuned them. I got with Dave Mundell's personal trainer, Nick, um, outstanding guy. And, I mean, they're really fine-tuning not only my power but my stability, my mobility, all those things I kind of lacked in previous fights, you know, and, you know, just just chipping away at all the things that I, you know, all my faults, really. Isn't it crazy? I saw I, I did see that on your Instagram. A great follow, by the way. Uh, I, I suggest everyone to go give you a follow for sure on IG. It's amazing when you kind of get in the game and you're, you got so many things going on in life and all that. And all of a sudden, when you really try to take it to the next level, it's like, wow, like I was fighting like at 50%. Like I was unlocking. It's almost like a video game. Like you start playing a video game, you start unlocking so many things. And at the end, you're you're defeating the boss because you got all the levels unlocked. It's it's crazy when you start unlocking so many things and you start getting- Well, especially your true potential. And I think that's what, as fighters, any true good fighter will probably tell you the same thing. 
you never figure it out. It's like the game of life. I don't care if you're a conspiracy theorist, if you're a realist or whatever it is, and you're trying to like, because that was me at one point in time, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on on this earth realm. And guess what? The wise man once said nothing because the wise man really knew nothing. So I hopped out of politics. I hopped out of the bullshit. I didn't give a fuck if Trump was coming to save the day or not no more. I'm worried about me and my energy. And I'm not going to let anybody steal my loose, man. You know, I see the threads where they're talking shit. And Travis is going to do this. And Travis, well, Travis, if you're going to do all this shit, why did it take you so long to sign the contract? Because I know it wasn't just the money. You know what I'm saying? I know it's a, it's it's more of a risk for him than it is for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming into this as the number five guy. He's the number two guy. He's got all the experience. I'm the I'm I'm the sort of new guy. But what a lot of people don't understand about me is I've been in this fight game for 20 years. I've been doing this shit. So the energy, the universal energies, is I feel like it's behind me. As long as I'm doing what I need to do, you know, as far as the training, the work the mental work, all that stuff. I got a certain criteria of things that I do in order to prepare for war. And, you know, like during that game bread boxing shit, I, I had none of that. I mean, I'm literally smoking weed, drinking beers that weekend. I get a call from my manager and he's like, look, man, you got to take this. And I'm like, no, I don't got to take this and I shouldn't take this. And I know I shouldn't take this shit, but God damn it, it's such a big card, a great opportunity. And and I'll tell you the worst thing, man, is for people like my coaches and friends and my manager to believe more in me than I believed in myself at that moment. But like I said, there's a certain criteria of things that I have to, that I have to, you know, do in order to be successful in the fight game, whether it's meditation. Uh, you know, obviously cutting off drinking and smoking, you know, getting my head right. So to put myself in that situation, a lot of people think, okay, that's, that's Ryan right there. That that's, that's who he really is. No, motherfucker. That's, that ain't even remotely me. And the only thing it really did is it brought, it brought, it really brought more confidence out of me because I'll tell you what, man, no, nobody would have took that fight. Nobody would have took that fight. And I took that fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you right. know what, man? Screw it. I'm going to take the fight. I'm going to take the fight. I'm going to throw the throw the dice up in the air like I normally do. And unfortunately, I didn't roll that 7 or 11. So it, it's all good, man. I, I went right back to the John board. But people got to understand, too, boxing and bare knuckle. Yes, it is bare knuckle boxing. But it's two totally different Totally things, different. Bro. Totally different. It's like a you different know, sport. Different the sport. The distance. The timing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I almost, I went into that fight and it was like, I, it really was like, I, I I knew nothing. I was like, what the fuck, man? And I just kept feeling like this dude's going to time my jab. He's going to hit me with a four piece and clean my clock on live TV. And I'm, I'm going to sleep. I'm like, nah. And that's where my mindset was. I was like, <laughs> fuck, man. And I couldn't, I couldn't shake that shit. I couldn't right. shake it. And I let it, I let it get in my head and I let it. <laughs> I let it defeat me, you know, and I beat myself that night. He didn't, he didn't beat me that night. And that's why I keep telling, I keep telling my manager, Shane, I'm like, listen, Shane, we get an opportunity. I don't give a fuck if I'm the B side or not. You get an opportunity to put me back on one of those shows. First off, they owe me a fucking favor. Second off, put me back on there. I don't care if I'm the B side, the C side, the D side, whatever they think, because it's up to me to go out there and, and perform at a level right. that I need to perform at. And they ain't going to catch me lacking again. They ain't catching me on no four day notice shit. I've right. had months to train for this, and I'm taking it very fucking serious. 
I, I want to get back to the uh, bare knuckle in a second, but th- I do want to on that card. Like, it's crazy. I know a lot of people saw it. The the ratings were insane. The numbers were insane on it. And I know you did hit on it, but I kind of want to hit on the backstage of it. Ryan, how crazy was it? Like, just walking through that hotel, right? Oh, my oh, God. Hey, listen, man. Tell, be, tell them about it. I, 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 it brought tears to my eyes, man, because I grew up watching these dudes. I grew yeah. up watching Anthony fucking Showtime Pettis. On MTV, what was it? True Lives, I'm an MMA fighter. You know, back in like 2000, what, maybe 10, you know? And ever since that show, I was like, man, I'm going to follow this dude. You know, and I fought him since WEC. And I mean, I was honestly a, a mixed martial artist, you know, before I was even a boxer. So, you know, I followed a lot of those guys. And then, of course, you grow. I grew up watching Vitor Belfort, the youngest, you know, champ. And then... Uh, you know, Jeremy Stevens, you know, watching him get clowned by fucking Connor, you know, everybody knew him for that shit. And plus he was, you know, a great fighter on top of that, you know? So I got to, I got to be around that energy. I got to be around those guys. I got to cut weight with them. I mean, I literally cut and weight with Jeremy Stevens. I look over at him and I, you know, there's a bunch of mist going on. I'm like, is that fucking Jeremy? And I look over at him and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> he fucking looked over at me and we started laughing. I was like, no, nah, I'm just kidding, bro. Don't beat me up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he starts laughing. I start laughing. I was like, you know, I had to hit you with that shit, though. And yeah. he started, you know, we chopped it up. And he was super cool. And, you know, I finally did. You know, I'm not really a fanboy, man. But there was a couple of dudes that I wanted to take pictures with. Anthony Pettis, obviously, being one of them. Um, and Vitor Belfort. And I got him right before we had to leave the hotel that night, which was a fucking zoo. You know, they had us leaving at like three in the morning to be to the airport by six. And I, I had to pull an all nighter, man. You know what I mean? It was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. That lobby was packed all night. I, I got there like the lobby, like at one thirty or two after the event, it was just like, everyone was there. It was like pizza and crap. That shit was crazy. But all right, back to bare knuckle. So you said, and it's kind of funny because I do, I remember hearing some uh, commentary on you that you had some amateur kickboxing, you had amateur MMA, and that's where you came from. So what got you into bare knuckle, you know, FC, what got you into bare knuckle boxing? What, what was that origin of it? Well, so, I mean, it's sometimes the universe throws things in front of you, man, and you either got to, you got to take it or you got to leave it, man. And I was training at a gym in Tampa and Kevin Smith was bringing bare knuckle guys in and out of that gym. And they approached me like, hey, bare knuckles coming here to try out. You should try out. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you should try out. And I was like, for what? I'm I'm not trying to do no bare knuckle shit. I don't know nothing about this. And he's like, oh, it would just be good publicity. You should do it. I was like, all right, man. So Dave came and it was actually the Lorenzo Hunt tryout with Lorenzo and Gene Herrera was also at the tryout. And I tried out and Dave pulled me to the side and was like, I like you. What's your why? And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, first off, bro, one of the biggest things is I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to myself. I was like, that man had me try out. And I was like, uh, all right. So I, I did it. I said, but I don't know nothing about this. And he, you could tell, man, you could go back and watch it on YouTube that he even kind of says something along the lines of, we had two guys we really wanted, but they were not sure. So 
we rolled with Lorenzo and Gene. And not to say that I was picked before him. I think they were already going to have Lorenzo. He just showed up at the tryouts anyway. So they really wanted other guys other than them because they were already going to get signed. But, you know, like I said, I wasn't going to bullshit myself and put myself in a situation to where I'm signing multi-fight fucking contracts with a company I know nothing about. Right, so right, right. I kind of let it marinate. And, and Dave told me, he's like, if you ever want to do this, you holler at me. I was like, all right, cool. So then I kind of got away from it for a little bit. And this was like, I think 2000, uh, I want to say 18 or 19. Okay. And, you know, I stayed away from it for a little while. And once again, I ended up in St. Pete Boxing Gym where uh, Keith Thurman trains and uh, Winky Wright. And I was training and then here comes fucking Julian Lane. I'm like, yo, I said, let me bang. He was like, what's up, man? And we kind of hit it off immediately. And, you know, he was such a cool ass dude and had such a great energy. And, you know, was he was plugged in with the fight game. And he kind of started talking about being a manager and wanting to manage fighters. I said, so, so, you know what, bro? I said, I'm going to be one of your first fighters. I said, I'm going I'm to I'm let you manage me and I'm going to fight in bare knuckle. He's like, nah, nah, you ain't going to do that. I said, bro, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm already in that shit. I'm telling you, I can, I'm going to get in. And, you know, the rest was history. I, I linked up. I, I seen, you know, I put it in the universe. I said, listen, all I want to do, I went to one of Julian's fights down in Miami. I said, all I want to do is run into Dave and tell him I'm, I'm ready. And that's exactly what happened. I ran into Dave in the lobby around 3 in the morning. I was like, yo, Dave. He looked over at me and kind of gave me this stare, like, who the fuck are you? And right. I walked up on him and Nelson, and he was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. You're Julian Lane's boy, the one that didn't take my contract. I was like, oh, no, nah, man. I was like, no, nah, don't look at it like that, bro. I said, listen, man, I had to I had I pay attention. I said, but I did all my homework. I said, put me in there, coach. I'm ready. And he, uh, you oh. know, he, he fucking got with Julian, they, and they got me my first fight. And, uh you know, the rest is history, man. I hit, I hit the ground running, man. So, you know, hats off to Julian Lane for, you know, helping me out, plugging me in and, you know, being a fucking genuine friend like he is. I mean, if I need anything from this guy, man, I call him up and he's, you know, a phone call away and he'll, he'll hit me up and he'll give me advice and he'll, you know, he'll, uh, you know, you just help me out, you know, and he's, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, he's a knowledgeable guy to have around, especially in the fight game. I love you know that. that. I love that. That's awesome, man. Like, I love the uh, vets kind of passing it on to the next generation. That's great stuff. All right. I got something fun for you. I got three high-level, bare-knuckle, bantamweights. The first thought that comes to your head. All right. You ready? Dat win. Uh, he, he's, he's a busy guy. He's, he's a busy fighter. Jared Grant. Jared Grant's smooth, man. He's slick. I like Jared. Reggie Barnett. Uh, Reggie's old. I like that. All right, there we go, man. <laughs> Ryan, man, I always love talking to you. I had a great time, you know, chilling with you a little bit in Milwaukee. I can't wait. Lakeland, it goes down July 14th. We're around two weeks away. It's crazy. 3-0 and in Bare Knuckle FC fighting Travis Thompson, like you said, five against two. A big fight in the Bantamweight division. Uh, anything left? Uh, the floor is yours. Anything you want to push? Sponsors, plugs, anything? Uh, take it away, my man. Well, of course, man. I got a shout out my guy at Gorilla, yes, you know, sir. taking care of me. Um, my gym, Battle Zone, my coaches, Bo Hill, uh, James Battle. I got to thank Nick Ruiz. That's uh, my personal trainer, man. He's getting me right for this camp. 
the boys over there at Shift MMA, another powerhouse gym. You got us all fighting on that card. Um, we're right here out of Florida, man. And, you know, I appreciate everybody who shows me love, man, wants to support me, wants to buy tickets, any of that, man. All that good energy, I look to give it back, man, and I appreciate and love all of it. Awesome. Right, man. Cannot wait. We'll be out there, all right? We'll see you in Lakeland in a couple hey, weeks. Thank you, brother. Thank you for your time, man. Of course, brother. We'll talk soon. I got undefeated bare knuckle FC superstar Drew Angel Core. My man, Drew, how you doing, brother? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. A bare knuckle FC superstar. Also boxing, you know, five days notice coming from a DQ. You know, uh, life comes at you fast once in a while. That's for damn sure, man. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Uh, so hit me up on that story. We, we were just hitting on it off air. I would love to hear it on air. So that's a MVP, you know, Jake Paul show was in Orlando, Florida, probably around a month ago, three weeks ago. Great show. I guess they're going to be coming back here to Florida. I guess it was a great turnout. Um, you know, I'm really happy for that because I'm, I'm a Florida guy. I live in Daytona Beach, but they called you up. Your manager called you up. Tell, tell everyone the story. Yeah, man. So uh, my manager, Shane from Gorilla Warfare, he calls me on a on a Sunday night, and I had literally just walked in the door with my daughter. I took her on a daddy-daughter date to Dairy Queen. That's had nice. a double bacon cheeseburger and a and a and a, and a twister, uh, Oreo twister. And uh, I, he had called me, and his first words are, "Hey, bro, how fat are you right now?" And I said, uh, "Well, I just got back from Dairy Queen. Let me check." So I walk on the scale. And he's like, "All right, can you make 154 by Thursday?" And I'm like, "That's four days away." And I go, "Well, I mean, it won't be comfortable, but I can." And so, uh, yeah, man, he ends up. Uh, telling me about the show uh, in Florida. And I'm from California, so I had to fly across the country. And right. uh, yeah, man, you know, I, I ended up fighting a game opponent. He told me, you know, hey, heads up, the guy's undefeated. He's fucking tall as hell. And, you know, and so, um, uh, you know, it was a, the fight, the fight was five years away. So I had to jump on a plane in three days. Uh, unfortunately, my coach couldn't make it because it was a short notice. He already had plans. We run a full gym out here in California. So, you know, uh, my coach was like, look, man, you know, we're here to fight. You know, at the end of the day, fighters fight. So, and I stay in the gym. So it's not like I was out of shape. I'm never out of shape. And so uh, I jumped on a plane three days later. You know, I cut like nine pounds in, in three days. And, uh, you know, I fought uh, in Travis Ingram um, in Florida in, what was it, uh, Orlando? Yeah, Orlando. And, uh, you know, I flew across the country, no coach, no nothing. And, um, you know, I gave him help for four rounds and he just fought a better fight. And, uh, you know, I lost by decision. But, you know, um, I brought the fight to him um, and, you know, even he gave me, you know, my props afterwards. And, uh, you know, um, it was uh, it was a good experience. You know, I, I have only fought one other glove match. Everything's been bare enough over the last year. So for me, I was excited just to get back in the boxing world and stay right. busy because uh, I haven't had a fight bare knuckle since uh, February. And I've been itching a fight and I keep getting strung along. You know, I'm supposed to fight this guy on this date and this guy on this date. So. Uh, when they called, I was like, you know what? I mean, it's either our fight or I keep waiting. And, you know, I don't care who he is. I don't care if he's undefeated. I don't care if he's 6'2". Like, let's go. And, uh, you know, it was a good experience. I got to, you know, uh, meet a whole new network of fighters and promoters. And it was fun, man. That's probably the biggest lesson. That's where I was going to take it. Actually, I got two things I, I really want to go with it from there is the biggest thing is the networking of people that you met on that trip with other fighters and other managers and other promoters you just never know who you're going to meet you never know on a short notice fight a big card 
Um, I was just talking to, uh, you know, other people about game bread boxing on a big show. You just never know where that leads into. And, hey, I know a guy and I know a guy and you never know what the next step comes. So it's just you always stay ready and you always say yes. Like uh, that's one thing I've done in the industry is like anytime someone asks me for a job or, hey, can you do this? I say yes. And I just keep on doing it and just keeps on taking me places. So that's for one. And then two is. Uh, as me, I have two daughters of my own. Uh, I have twin girls. They're three years old. How, how old's your daughter? Uh, well, the one I just referenced, my oldest is nine. Uh, I do have a three-year-old daughter. Okay. My, son, my son will be seven in next month. And then I have a 20-year-old stepdaughter and a one-year-old grandson, believe it or not. <laughs> so you, you're with it. You're with it. You're yeah, with full, it. Okay. Full house, man. Full house. Full dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm with that, man. It's Okay, so the three and the nine, you had to help me on the nine-year-old. I'm trying with the three-year-olds. I got yeah. a I got a ten-year-old son, six-year-old son. So I'm good there. We're baseball and we're we're soccer oh, yeah. and we're basketball in the front yard. And yeah. my um, six-year-old son just asked me for the first time because that's all I do is I talk about fights. I watch every fights, every box, and every bare knuckle, every UFC. Right? He's like, "Hey, Dad, can I do that?" I'm like, "Oh man, son, I don't know. You know, I, I, maybe we'll talk about it." But uh, my girls, I, I was like, I don't know if I can have, I would let them do that. So that's my question for you is, would you let your daughters um, get into the world of combat sports? Oh, it's funny you say that because uh, my nine-year-old has no choice. She's, I'm the boxing coach here at Victory Fitness at the gym in California. Yes, sir. My theory, my theory is this, every boy and girl should know how to defend themselves. So yeah, yeah. my thing is, I will not... I do not want them to compete. I don't want my daughter getting actually in fights. Um, and she's a girl, a girl. She just made the cheer team. She's a, yeah. a dance. She does dance. Yeah, so she's yeah. a girl. She loves it. She's good at it. But she's been boxing in the, in the class that I teach for what, four years now. And she's yeah. good. She's good. So I want her to stay busy, to learn discipline, to learn to work yep. hard. And again, to defend herself because, you know, every little girl uh, should know how to take care of themselves in, yeah. in this world. And then my son, I, same thing. My son, he's six. He, he loves it. He's getting after it. If he wants to compete, I'll probably let him, um, you know. Um, but as a father, I know what damage this sport brings. And so I don't want to push that on them. But if they said, like, hey, dad, I want to compete. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll walk them through it. And if that's right. something they want to do, I'll support it. Am I going to force it? No, I'd rather they find something else to do. Like my son wants to play soccer next, and I'm excited for that. Right. Sure. I love that, man. I do. I love that a lot. I, I totally agree. Uh, uh, definitely like my girls with jits. I want them to get into jujitsu. I want them to be able to handle themselves, but yeah. Uh, hey, I might have to send them out to Cali uh, into your boxing class. I'll send them out there. Um, all right, let's talk about you. Let's talk about bare knuckle FC. Um, let's just say this, a little birdie, a little bird told me that there might be a big fight with you and someone else. And uh, they just told me to let you run with it. They told me to let you go with it. There might be an opponent. There might be a little back and forth. So they said, let me go. They let, let Drew run. So I'm like, all right, Drew, run. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. You know, I haven't fought since February. Um, yes, sir. Uh, well, bare knuckles since February. Um, I'm itching to fight. Uh, I've been, you know, led to believe I was fighting this guy on this date, then this guy on this date, then this. So it's kind of like, well, at this point, I'm just going to call, you know, somebody out because I feel like if I just sit around and wait, it's not going to happen. And there's uh, somebody that I have in mind. Uh, he's 2-0 like myself. Um, and I, I once heard him after a fight say that uh, he's here to, what is it, to drop bombs and bang moms, right? So to Kevin Kroon, if you're listening, right, bombs away, motherfucker. Um, you know, I, I've been looking forward to, you know, square dancing with that hillbilly for a while. 
Um, you know, like I said, he made his debut, did his thing, and said he's here to run the division. And I was like, all right, you know, and then I watched him fight again. Like, you know, I like it stylistically. He, you know, he doesn't look like the guy that's going to run away. Um, he looks like he's dumb enough to sit there and trade with me. And uh, that's definitely a fight that I think I would have fun uh, uh, participating in. He looks like he would have fun participating in. And I think the fans would fucking love to see, you know, two, uh, you know, hardcore guys like ourselves just bang it out. So, um, Kevin Kroon, you want to drop bombs? Bombs away. Let's go. There we go. Cut it. There we go. And by the way, uh, Bare Knuckle FC, where do I pay? You know, where do I sign up and pay the money? That, that fight is absolute gold. You guys both bring it. You guys both drop bombs. You guys both bring the action. That is a must-see fight. That could be a main event fight. That could be both you guys on the poster. Uh, that's a great fight, Drew. That's a good one. That's a, I did not know that. That's a good fight. That's a great I got, fight. I got a, little, I got a little incentive for him, too. So, Kevin Crew, if you accept this fight, I'm even willing to grow out a terrible mustache like you, and then uh, the loser has to shave it. So, all right? <laughs> okay. So, we got a shave off. We got a, like, uh, that's got to be a number one contender type of fight. That's a big yeah. fight. So, so, here's the position I'm in, man. Um I, I'm in a, in a, in a, in a bad position where uh, I'm a high threat, but I'm no reward to a lot of these guys. So the guys in the top five aren't going to want to jump to fight me because they know I'm not easy work, but I'm also right. not ranked. So like, why would guys like, you know, James Lilly or Kevin or uh, uh, Tony Solo and all these guys that are, you know, uh, you know, where I want to be, um, James, uh, uh, fucking Bobby Taylor, all these guys that, you know, I'm willing to fight um, aren't going to just jump to fight me because, you know, I mean, I get it, uh, you know, right. I'm, not, I'm not a ranked guy, and those guys want, you know, uh, title contention. So, um, you know, I feel like me and Kevin Groom makes a lot of sense. We're both 2-0. We're both undefeated. We're both bangers. Um, and, uh, you know, the fans will absolutely love it. I, I already predict fight of the year right there. So, um, anyways, after I, you know, um, get rid of him, though, then, you know, I'll be 3-0. Um, and then at that point, anybody in the top five, you know, is an absolute mandatory for me. And, Georgia, you just named a couple names. All those guys bring it. I'm just thinking it off the top of my head. That yeah. might be uh, maybe not technically or maybe not name recognition-wise. It's got to be one of the most entertaining divisions in all the bare knuckle. Like, that is a top-end division to me. Yeah, I think what makes 155 such a uh, an explosive division is that it's in that sweet spot where you're they're, they're still fast, but yeah. they're also powerful, right? Uh, yeah, Once you get yeah. below that... Once you get below 155, it's all about speed, not a lot of power. And then after that, it gets, you know, it's all power, but it's kind of slow and they get tired. And, you know, so it's kind of like 55 is a sweet spot where you get speed, right. you get power. And, um, you know, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great division, you know, and uh, it, there's a lot of good fights to be made and uh, I'm one of them. For sure. For sure. Um, all right. So you did box three weeks ago and I would love this because, I always hear different answers. So, I, and I really respect your mindset on the game of boxing and bare knuckle. So, I would love your kind of expertise in it. What is the similarities and what is the differences of bare knuckle boxing and then just straight up, you know, scientific boxing with the gloves on? What are the uh, big differences and what are the big similarities? Um, well, the differences are definitely. Uh... There is no faking bare knuckle, right? There is no um, 
you can't dance your way into victory. Um, you can't hide behind the gloves. There's no, you know, there's a, it's what separates the men from the boys. So when people ask me, what do I like more? I like bare knuckle because um, it's modern day gladiator stuff. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, you got to have that dog, you know? Um, so I, I like the bare knuckle side more. Um, uh, just like I said, it's just, you know, uh, I think I, I actually just used the, the, the audio um, of uh, Eddie Alvarez talking about it's not for the athletes, it's for the dogs. So that's what it, it's more gritty. Uh, it's definitely about, you know, you have to have that chain and that heart, what you can't teach. With boxing, I love the fact that it is more mental and you have to have skill set. Like you can't, in boxing, it's the opposite. You can't just be tough because you'll get, you know, outpointed. And, and that, that, that is a skill set in itself. You have to have the conditioning. The fights last longer. Um, you have to have the ability to outthink your opponent. You know, um, in bare knuckle, you land the right shot, fight's over. Anybody can get lucky in bare knuckle. Um, in boxing, very rarely are you going to get away with just being a dog. Uh, you have to have the abilities to think, to adjust, to adapt. And uh, I've been boxing since I was 16. I'm 33 now. So to me, I love boxing. That's why I went back and did the, the fight last month. And I, and I plan to get back in there again. Um, you know, if I don't fight Bernardo for a few more months, I would like to get uh, back in the glove match, you know, whether it's another MVP fight. If I can get on a game break card, uh, I would love to do both. I want to stay busy with the gloves. And then, uh, you know, keep that, uh, you know, that, that dog in me with the uh, bare knuckle. I love that, man. I love that. Hey, I'll make that phone call from you. I know the guy who uh, does that game, Brad. I'm telling you, it was a great card in Milwaukee. Like I yeah. said, I just talked to uh, Ryan, who was on that card. It was incredible. Just the show, the atmosphere of everything, and they're just the names that you're were on that Ryan card. Reaver? That was a fun thing. You're talking about Ryan um, Reaver? Yeah, 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 Reaver. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my boy, baby. Gorilla Gang. He's fighting the film. That's my boy right there. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got yeah, um, he fights Travis Thompson yes, at Bare Knuckle FC 47. That's a great fight. That's a really right. good fight. I love that. that, be, that be um, so you're saying, okay, so boxing, 16, 17 years. Who is someone in the sport of boxing or anywhere in combat sports? Maybe it's a UFC guy or whatever, but I would assume boxing. Who is someone that you're like a teenager, like, man, he's he's fighting on Saturday night. You know, you're going to uh, the pub to watch it or a friend's house or you were ordering the pay-per-view yourself. Who was that guy that got you to the television man, to watch? My absolute, my absolute idol in boxing and legend, and I still want to meet him. If you know this guy, please set it up. But Roy Jones Jr., man. Roy Jones Jr. is a legend. Uh, despite I do know how Roy. his career ended towards the end, people are like, oh, you got knocked out, man. When you talk about a whole career and what he you know, represented, Roy Jones. So if, if he hears this, that's what I want to meet, man. I, Roy Jones was, it still is my idol. No, he is the greatest of all time. And it's funny, Roy is very close to Game Bread Boxing yeah. and Dean Tool and all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, hey, if you're on one of those cards, you might honestly but, uh, run into Roy. That'd be cool. Stylistically, though, Mike Tyson. So, if he's listening to Mike Tyson, <laughs> you know, that, that just stylistically, I love his, uh, you know, in and out of the ring. He had the yeah. ferociousness and he was just, you know, tenacious and just, uh, so I like, you know, Mike's mentality and that kill dog, uh, you know, he was. But stylistically, uh, I like uh, Roy Jones, man. He was the, the, the greatest. Yeah, so good. So good. All right, last thing for you, Drew. Last thing. That's awesome. Uh, the Kevin Krug thing, amazing. Boxing, uh, great stuff about your daughter. Last thing, though, for you. So Louis Palomino, I think it was last weekend, yeah. won the main event. Uh, he's had one of the greatest, if not the greatest, career in bare-knuckle FC history. 
But to be honest, it seems like it's a lot of um, drama around the main event with him kind of not going for it in a way. And and David Feldman said a lot of people were in the building, a lot of important people, and kind of even, uh, you know, the president, David Feldman, said, hey, Palomino played it safe. I would just love your take on it. If you saw it, if you heard about it, what was your take on what Lo- uh, Luis Palomino did in the main event uh, a couple weeks ago? I mean, yeah, I watched it. I uh, watched it. I, I, we all heard his post-fight interview. Uh, yep. I watched the press conference and heard uh, Feldman's take on it. You know, he said it himself. He played it safe because he didn't want to risk an injury because he was looking ahead at a bigger fight. Um, you know, that's unacceptable, you know, for obvious reasons. The fans don't pay to watch you play it safe. Um, and what's disappointing is we've seen him perform before, so it's not like we don't know what he's about. Um, right. You know, but, again, you know, I'm not his spokesperson. I don't, you know... You know, I don't give a shit what his motives are. You know, um, you know, I would have liked to see him and, and Lily go a little bit harder. Um, but, you know, Feldman's right. You know, that's not what we pay for. And uh, when you have all the eyes watching, they want to see, you know, what Bare Knuckles known for, which is that, you know, balls out fucking bloody war. And uh, lately they've been performing and delivering. So it was a little bit of a letdown, um, you know, to see that. But again, I'm not here to speak for him. I don't care what his motives are. I mean, I understand he wants a bigger fight, but... Who's going to want to jump to see him fight Alvarez or anybody else he called out when that fight wasn't as exciting as we would have liked and what we've seen him do in the past, you know, and that's no disrespect to him. He's done his thing before, so he should have kept that momentum going because I I personally would rather go out on my shield uh, and entertain the people than play it safe to a victory because then people are going to be like, well, fuck this guy. I don't want to watch him, uh, you know, snooze fest again. Right. Right. Hey, no, great points, Drew. My man, it was great talking to you. Uh, let me give you the floor. Any kind of sponsors or anything you want to push and promote, I'll give you those last 30 seconds and uh, run with it, my man. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, obviously, shout out to Guerrilla Warfare, uh, Slaughterhouse Management, Slaughterhouse Boxing. You know, shout out to Shane and, um, you know, Ryan Perez. And then uh, shout out to Barstow. I say it all the time. I'm proud of where I'm from. You know, uh, shout out to Victory Fitness, the gym I'm at, and, and you know, um, shout out to the Savage Squad and, you know, all the other coaches that helped me. Um, you know, I just, I, I thank, uh, thank my wife for, for being the number one person on my team, you know, and just, uh, again, man, Barstow, stand up. I'm going to keep putting on for the town. Um, you know, bare knuckle, you know, quit putting me on the shelf, man. Keep me busy. The fans love to watch me fight. That's a fact. Um, and, uh, yeah, anybody that fights at 155, you know, nobody's safe. I want it with everybody, so... Kevin Kroom, you're up next, though. Let's get it. So true, man. Bare knuckle, you got to get this man a fight sooner or later. Uh, got, you know, the fans' favorite, uh, Drew Angel Core. Hey, appreciate your time, Drew. Let's talk soon, all right? Let's not keep it uh, – well, we're not like bare knuckle. We're not going to keep you on this show. If you can come on anytime you want, all right, brother? Oh, let's go. Thank you, brother. I appreciate all you. Right, brother. Appreciate you.